welcome to another episode of General Nerd Sense, the podcast from Shieldwall Productions, where we talk about anything and everything generally nerdy, hence the name. And on this episode, we have myself, John, and Jacob. We are doing why cosmic horror is such an underrated genre in tabletop gaming. Yes, and this is, I guess, going to be, well, potentially, we're just kind of spitballing. This is the, a, the first part of a ongoing miniseries within this podcast series. Yeah. So <laughs> Where of, we talk about different genres and why they work so well with. Yeah, talking why it works, how, how it to works. do it, and why, why is it good. And what it is. Yeah. So, cosmic horror, also known as Lovecraftian horror. Yeah. It is really a horror based around the limits of the human mind and the, fra- uh, the frailty of the human body. It's basically scary because there are things in the universe that we don't know, and we can't even begin to understand. Yeah, it, God's of Gore, in a nutshell, is humans being confronted by things beyond mortal comprehension. It's, it's like being the fish in a fish tank, and then seeing a weird guy come up and tap the side. Yeah. Like, you have... You have no bearing as to what that could possibly be. You just know that it's fuck huge and make it go away now. Yeah. There's... The whole premise of it is there's something that exists outside of our little corner of reality. And our sphere of comprehension, our ability to understand the cosmos. It also kind of... It... Kind of dips its toes in existential dread. Yeah. Because when... If those of you out there, you know, go outside at night or whatever, and you look up into the stars, and you just have, have that moment of realization where you are fucking tiny. You are very small in a very, very big universe. And then you realize there's probably a lot out there. that we Obviously, yeah. there's a lot out there. There's just this existential dread of just, like, I am unbelievably small in the grand scheme of things. What the fuck am I doing? There's so much out there, and you will never see it. You won't live possibly a long enough life to even probably make it off the planet. Yes. Like, there are things out there that we just don't know. We can't experience. And that's... Uh, And that are incomprehensibly old. Yeah. Part of the problem with the genre is it's very hard to convey that feeling. How do you explain the unexplainable? And how do you present... The incomprehensible. Because there's a lot of... If you must do it in a visual sort of way, there's got to be a lot of ambiguity and constant ever-changing nature mm-hmm. to the wee beast, to the beastie or critter or whatever that is the main antagonist that's going yeah. out to the players. It can't be readily identifiable. It can't be a known quantity. Because as soon as something becomes a known quantity, it just, yeah, it loses the unknown variable. Which, and that's part of the recipe of Cosmic Horror, of just the unknown, the unknowable. Though, I have to say one thing is it's far more easy to do this in a D&D campaign than it is to do in a visual medium, like a movie or a video game. Or television. Just because, for one, it's already abstract. Right, it is. And it's kind of core. Cosmic Horror is a very abstract, thematic thing. Which at least really make maybe seem like so. How do we go with something abstract and something that kind of requires a bit more in the way of concrete, understandable details, like a game, especially like a um, yeah. But when you think about it, it's like well, it's a game of imagination, indeed. And 
it's not terribly hard to do. It's difficult when compared to other types of horror. Right. But it is doable, and when you follow the correct steps, it can be done very well. Mm-hmm. Though, you kind of have to get away from the idea of concrete and knowable solutions. Like, the biggest thing is leaving your players powerless. And not in the not-fun sense of, no matter what you do, you're going to die, necessarily. But in more the feeling that they, they can't begin to figure out what the fuck that thing was Mm -hmm. why like how does it work how does it operate what laws of nature does it follow right like you see a dragon you know a dragon can fly breathes fire or you know breathes whatever form of magic right whether it's plague ice whatever type of dragon you have some sort of widdly woo you have a skeleton you know or like a zombie you have to destroy the brain for the zombie there, there are ways to figure out and understand typical elements of things we'd find terrifying or horrible. Or monsters, whatever. You yeah. Know, vampire, you stake the heart or decapitate. Like, there's, there's, it, there's steps. equations. There's steps. There's equations. There's rules to how these monsters work. We know these monsters. We, there's, they are a known quantity. Cosmic Horror, no. There's yeah. There's, like, you can have a general understanding in, of what the thing is in each of its if – it, if it's going to be – Something that the players directly confront or directly have contact with directly. Go with it in the kind of like it's a tra- it's an ever changing thing, so they can understand how it works in its different phases and its different um, instances. Yeah, but it will never be the ones that same one thing. The same thing won't work on it every single like, each each time without fail. Like yeah, it, it is an ever changing, utterly incomprehensible horror. And I mean, ultimately, why cosmic horror works, it's fear in the unknown. Right. People are extremely good at making themselves more afraid at something than anyone else could make someone be afraid of something. Right. Like, giving them just enough information to know something is there, but to not be able to begin to understand or describe it. That's what's scary, because they're imagining something that's ten times more horrifying than what you could ever describe. Right. Like, the human brain is amazing at, like, scaring itself. Yes, in terms of your critters for your cosmic horror RPGs, approach it in the same way you would describe a color that doesn't exist. Yeah. I know that sounds maddeningly unhelpful, but it's going to be many different things that contradict each other at once. Yeah. Yeah. All wrapped up into one. There will be things that you kind of give a general sense of what is, but it also is just so many different things and so utterly incomprehensible because it is beyond co- mortal comprehension. And that's the, that's the spoopy bit. Ultimately, like, your characters are like little children that turn off the lights downstairs and they have to run fucking bolt up right up the stairs. They're, they don't know what's behind them. And they don't want to. And they don't want to. I One of the biggest things about this genre is don't show, tell. Yes. Ex- and, but the caveat to this is also don't overtell. Right. There is just enough information that you want to give them to make it work. 
And with that, what you're describing is, isn't the actual anomaly or phenomenon that is the premise of the story. You're describing the effects of it. On mortals, on humankind. Yeah. If you're setting a humans on the universe, whatever. Because Cosmic War is something that, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be set in our world. You can apply it to different fictional universe settings. Works just fine. Yeah. In fact, you get a lot more flexibility there because you got a lot more to work with. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're talking about, you know, setting like alternate reality. Yeah. Here. Here. And and ultimately, it works much better with human characters than it does non-human characters. Because there's that instant connectivity in the brain. Yeah. There's that instant correlation and association that that's how... That's another person. I'm a, I'm a people. That's a people. Something did that to that people. And it's still here somewhere. Yeah. It's nearby. This is... For example, your Delta Green one shot. Mm-hmm. They didn't encounter the cr- cosmic horror bit... No. Until the end. Literally the end. I is... mean, even at the end, they didn't really ever encounter the ultimate phenomenon. They, even like the crystal creature, that was... That was just a byproduct! It, it was a byproduct. Nothing they encountered was actually the anomaly, because the anomaly... They're, they dealt with you, the fallout of it. Yeah. You, you can't encounter something that really you can't tangibly see, touch, hear, uh, smell, taste. They only could feel the byproducts of it. The impact it had on humanity. And that's that's part of the important thing is, like, the radio waves, ultimately, the only way you can experience radio waves is secondhand. You can have a machine that interprets them. But you can never tangibly hold a radio wave you can't hear a radio wave it's there you you know it's there because you have machines that tell you it's there unless the machines are broken unless yeah exactly but why are we still hearing it exactly because you're not hearing the radio waves you're hearing something manifesting through radio waves something that you have absolutely no abilities you understand no and ultimately like the buildup is one of the most important parts of a cosmic horror story. It's a very long, slow buildup, and then a very quick burn once it gets to that buildup. Right. This is this is one of those genres where if you're applying it to your tabletop RPG setting, I would like to refer you to our podcast on the note of pacing. Because... Yeah, slow burns can work, but you need to you need to monitor that slow burn because yeah. it's a matter of patience, human patience. Like, okay, things are spoopy and they're continuing to be spoopy. When's the thing gonna go a bloogie woogie woo? Yeah. And the thing is, I was waiting for that shoe to drop when you're telling your Delta Green story. Right up until the radio was discovered to be broken. And suddenly, I you know, because I was like, okay, slow burn, slow burn. You know, I was doing my usual thing where I kind of like quip and riff on it. And then the radio broke, and I was like, but they were still hearing it. I was like, um, I just could like, I lost my ability to poke fun at it, because I was then, at that point, I was like, go on. Then what happened? And, and that's part of the fun of Cosmic Horror, is you don't know when things start to burn once you've hit that critical point mm-hmm. until it happens. Like, you, you continue going at the normal pace, 
and then you realize something or you come to some sort of understanding and you're like holy shit everything is burning now mm-hmm. and then it's a very quick burn if i so i started that campaign at 7:30 p.m. and we ended at roughly right around 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. i'd say from 7:30 p.m. to about uh, 30 minutes after midnight was the entire buildup. Most of the campaign was just building up the impending sense of dread and... Uh, I'm not sure what's wrong, but something definitely ain't right. Yeah. And then once that was finished being built up, very quick burn to the end of the campaign. Because yes. you have, I think, probably a good hour and 45 minutes of us just going through the conclusion Mm -hmm. and but it was fun for the players the entire time because regardless of how much action there is if you are able to build that suspense right it's just as enjoyable as any action-packed dungeon crawler yes and Part of the thing that makes Cosmic Horror just so much fun to play is you get scared in that lack of control you have. Right. any other system, you feel like you have much more control than you do. Like, if you're in dungeon crawling in D&D 5e... As long as I've got my weapon or my spells, whatever, I have... A general sense of control of the situation. I have a general ability to influence the situation. Yeah. When you throw that out the window, yeah, sure, Delta Green, whatever. They had weapons. They had an LMG. That's usually a pretty effective weapon at tactically unaliving generally anything soft and squishy with flesh. Mm -hmm. Problem is, most of the things that were soft and squishy with flesh that they encountered were already dead. Yeah. Or even the, like... The at, one dude at the who, one compl- character... who, completely had, who had completely snapped. Yeah. They didn't even kill him with their weapons. They knocked him down, and while they're holding him there, one of them walked in front of him, and he just died. Yep. They didn't even have the control there to kill him. They didn't fire a shot, didn't they? The, as far as one, I remember. The one guy fired his LMG in a short burst before That's he right. got tackled. That's right. But he didn't even hit him. Right. All he did was, like, push him back, and he just laid on the ground completely complacent like nothing had happened mm-hmm. they didn't even get the chance to execute him or interrogate him he just they didn't have control they they thought they had control because it's a physical person i can fight him i can fight this i know this this is even though they are the completely psychologically mostly mentally broken shell of a human being i am also a human being i know what makes human beings stop moving yeah and it's bullets and I've got a lot of these because I've got high-powered automatic weaponry, and so do my squad mates. Oh, he missed. Oh, well, we've subdued him. Oh, he's dead. I didn't even have the ability there to kill him. Like, whatever killed him, I don't know. It Something killed him. We didn't do it. I think it was more of whatever was keeping him alive, let go. Didn't yeah. kill him. Cause I definitely got the sense that that dude should not have been alive at that point. Probably not. And then something you're the one dude like set them from block the connection and the thing didn't bother to keep to you know maintain the connection and just like, okay i'm done with this toy now yeah it's dead that inability to even begin to understand or comprehend 
what's be going on behind the curtains mm -hmm. is honestly for me in my in my opinion just what makes it terrifying anything you can see anything you can begin to explain you can figure out a way to deal with it if it bleeds we can kill it but what you're dealing with here is a radio wave yeah radio waves don't bleed not in a sense that not in, at least not in, not in a way that really makes a difference to us. Yeah. It's... And granted, they understand, to a certain extent, what radio waves are. We we have a vague understanding, and, I mean, you're not a person... N none of them were people who could probably tell you all the science and how radio waves work. But at the same time, you, you understand it to a degree, but this... Well, you do. This doesn't understand... This, I mean, this doesn't really make sense... That even something like this should work. You know, I can turn on my car radio and not go fucking insane. What is what is causing this? this I mean, you can, but I can't stand current modern-day popular radio. So if I turned on my car radio, I would go insane. But you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. It's we, – we have a vague understanding of how microwaves work. I Things, don't. It's all sort. Technology is all sorcery to me, Jacob. That's why if I were if I found myself in a situation like your Delta Green Adventure, I'd be like, yeah, this is pretty spooky. But like, I just don't know enough about technology or radio waves to dispute this. So as far as I understand, this is all within the realm of possibility to me. It's like yeah, I'd be like, this is definitely not good. But like, there would there wouldn't be like that existential dread sort of thing. Cause like, yeah, I don't understand technology well enough to know whether or not this is a thing that can happen with it. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say that it is. So. I guess this is just what happens when it goes terribly, terribly wrong. I wouldn't get the sense that there's some sort of eldritch elder god, like, poking about. But, I mean, granted, you put food into the microwave, you press a button, it heats it up. You put food into the microwave, pressed a button, and then everyone started in your house going on a homicidal rampage. That, that wouldn't make sense, because that, from what we understand, to one step removed, you're like, that's not supposed to do that right <laughs> my, my microwave You're supposed to heat my food up not turn my house into the thunderdome yeah and throughout all of that just the not really understanding what's going on like they have a vague understanding like people are dead people are killing themselves people are going fucking crazy people are cutting off their ears these are generally things yeah. that uh people don't do when everything's a-okay but why is it happening and you never really give them enough information to piece together why mm -hmm. it's just it is and this is what it is and it should not be i really like that too it for me especially like not knowing is is it's frustrating but when it's one step further than that it's like Oh my god, this is frustrating and terrifying. Not knowing and understanding that you never will. Yeah. That you have you do not have the capacity to know. That is the essence of cosmic horror. It's again very subtle, very ambiguous sort of thing to apply to your tabletop role playing. That's why it's very that's again why we open up with this is a very underrated thematic genre yeah. for tabletop role playing. But and, and one of the reasons it's underrated is it's hard to portray. It really, really is. Like when it's done well. It's amazing. When it isn't, it's laughable. Essentially. And part of the thing you see in a lot of cosmic horror, 
attempts is there's mention of Eldritch Gods. There's all the tropes that are there, but it's missing the the life of it. Like, you can have cults worshipping Eldritch Gods and summon, trying to summon a god, but even that follows conventional rules. Right, I was just about to say, like, yeah, I'm sure they can, you know, just be worshipping these gods that, you know, in the setting of the narrative, whatever, the, aren't aren't deities that are known to the wider society, but because that is a narrative trope thanks to Lovecraft, this is still already kind of hitting some familiar notes. Yeah. Some, it's, it is following a formula that we already understand. When you start throwing that kind of, you start shying away from that kind of overt, like, eldritch gods, whatever, you're just like, something definitely ain't right here. And, it, and you don't outright say, elder gods! Don't even imply it. Do for, away with the cults. Yeah. I mean, for example, character picks up a book, looks inside of it. The Just by looking over the words, the words turn and morph in your own mind. You're trying to look at it, but it's like you're going cross-eyed. And as you read, it physically hurts your brain to try to comprehend. It's like having a strobe light just flashing in your eyes. But you're just reading a book. I'm you... glad you made that description because that is something that 40K does mm -hmm. consistently with anything to do with the Chaos Gods. Anything written in um, whatever runes that the Chaos Powers use, anytime a not-Chaos worshiper looks at it, it either gives them a splitting headache or makes their guts turn. It makes them very nauseous to look at because it's just not right. And I mean, with with... Cosmic horror, it can be written in perfect English. You you can you can tell that there are words there that you should be able to understand, but you can't. It it hurts your brain. It's like you're going cross-eyed as you're trying to read this book. You can choose individual words out of a sentence and understand, but when they're put together, it begins to lose meaning. Mm -hmm. That's not how books work. You read a book, you get information. But in a cosmic horror sort of eldritch god cult sense that's how you kind of go to begin to describe something like that you don't necessarily need to go with huge organized cults because those are a trope they're overdone you know how to fight them you need to fight them before they summon it cults need people people are pe people are very killable people are squishy and filled with blood and i mean one great way to do it is yeah sure there's a cult it's not really organized it's mostly just raving lunatics maybe contact here and there but even they don't seem to know what they're doing they're acting like drones mm -hmm. you can't it doesn't seem like they're trying to summon anything they have no organized hangout they're just they exist and they're whatever they do on day to day you can't piece it together to figure out what sort of ultimate goal they have they just exist right but their existence is kind of what's terrifying because you don't understand why they exist, why they're acting like this, but there's a purpose to it. There's a th sense of deliberate purpose to what they're doing, but you don't it just Yeah. There's you're always one step away from the equation. There's a missing piece that just isn't there. Mm -hmm. Like the one thing you would need to know to understand why this is going on, it's gone. It's like a mosaic with about forty percent of the tiles missing. Yeah. But not in the same area. You, you can tell something's supposed to be there. It's it's a picture of something, but it, you can't tell. Because you're missing a lot of the pieces. It's like getting... You're, you're just getting blue-balled. 
the entire story. It's You want to know what's going on, but you can't. And that's part of the beauty of it. Now, with Lovecraftian or Cosmic Horror, one of the good things to paint for your characters is there are fates worse than death. The fear of the unknown and its powers are should be what drive them, the players, to action. Right, because in conventional... Well, not conventional, but in more popular tabletop thematic settings, high fantasy, low fantasy, sci-fi, post-apocalyptic, whatever... Literal worst case scenario is you are dead. Yeah, that is the literal. Also, in real life, I yeah. guess. Real life worst case scenario, you are dead. Whether it is 100% mind body and mind body, you're dead. Otherwise, you know, then there's you know brain death, but you know your body still ticks on. But it doesn't matter because lights on, no one home. You're not there to understand that it sucks, mm-hmm. as far as we understand. Point is, worst case worst case scenario, you are dead. In cosmic horror. Best case scenario, you are dead. Yeah. And honestly, probably one of my favorite descriptions of how to just kind of hammer in that fact of there are fates worse than death. There's a movie, Annihilation, that I watched when I was trying to research Cosmic Horror and get myself in the mindset of writing it. And kind of the premise of that is there's a zone and ultimately the kind of phenomenon that's going on is everything kind of takes pieces of itself and puts it into the surrounding environment so when one of the characters is killed by this huge bear monster thing a part of the character that got murdered by it continues to live on in the bear but only in the split seconds before the character's death so the bear monster thing just is screaming help and like i'm dying in in her voice and that's the only part of her mind that is continuing to exist. Oh. <laughs> that is fucking terrifying. That is... Yeah. You can shoot me in the head, but don't the don't fucking let that happen to me. Right. Like, what the fuck? And and that's, that's kind of the fear you should put into your players. They... Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe best case scenario, we die out of this. Worst case scenario, holy shit. Best case shit. scenario... We go through, things are a little spoopy. We get back to base. We tell Commander things were spoopy. We get discredited, whatever. Medium case scenario, we are dead. Worst case scenario, our bodies are dead. Our consciousness persists. We are stuck slightly... We're stuck past the veil of reality that we understand, but not quite on the other side. We're in between, but not on the other side of mortality. Somewhere else. Apparently, yeah. there are multiple different... It's not so much a, you know, binary curtain. It's so much as, you know, dodecahedron sort of dealio. <laughs> I don't know if that's how curtain work. I don't... I'm not a... I'm, I'm dumb. It, it's like lights. You have a light. If you put something over it... It's it, dark. There should be no light. Right. This is like taking shades like it's semi-transparent you can turn down the uh opacity the hue the hue of it and you can get different shades of horrible right like this worst case scenario lights go off people like black and white they like uh absolutes the the further you get away from absolutes the worse it becomes right now 
with that, you still, you can sort of describe what might happen. But again, you don't want to overtell. Because less is more. All the players can see is what they can literally see, smell, hear, taste, mm-hmm. feel in their balance, have mental clarity about, even uh, like the vestigial reflex of your hairs rising up. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have a finite number of senses that you can describe to the players. And right. the more you describe what those senses are taking in, the better it builds up that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That's why during the Delta Green campaign, throughout the entire campaign, I had that radio just in the background going off. Yes. Subconsciously, the players are never out of the game. They're always just sitting in the room, I mean, in the lobby of the Discord, listening to that radio. Yes. They don't know what it's for. It doesn't really make sense. It's it's a buzzer. Yeah. There's not much to it. Every once in a while, numbers and codes will come through, but they don't understand. And then it goes back to the buzzer. Yeah. And then it became important. And then it did. Now, minor, seemingly minor ancillary details of set dressing like that. That's a very key point of the recipe of doing Cosmic Core on your, in your tabletop adventures. And I mean, just in planning that campaign, I spent more time on figuring out how to build the atmosphere of the campaign than actually building the campaign. Right. Atmosphere is everything in Cosmic Horror. Essentially. If you're not there, it's not scary. Right. If even the players, when I was talking to them after and we were just talking about it, um... One of the things the player said, the time of day that I did it at, it was dark. It was darker out. Mm-hmm. It was a night off. If if I had done it during the day, it wouldn't have been as scary. But because it was dark outside, one I had one player closing his window because the wind was, like, rattling against it. So he kept hearing <laughs> things behind him, like mm-hmm. tapping against the window, a tree branch or whatever. Playing upon that... That millennia-old human primal fear of the dark. Dark is unknown. Dark hides things. Dark contains unknown quantities. Yeah. And also, like, painting that kind of mortality of the character is also very important in the campaign. I... A lot of just the humans they interacted with in that campaign were dead. There was nothing you can get from them. You don't understand why they died. Some of them might have killed themselves, but you don't know why. There's death all around them and no answers to why it's happening. Only that it has to stop. Yeah. Even when, like, one of the players decides, fuck it, I want to go on the suicide mission to destroy that radio tower, he gets two steps in before he starts to have a nosebleed and feels like he's going to pass out. Why is it here? Like, the way I painted that picture was they were kind of parallel with the admin building. Mm. Um, And when they walked one foot past that, like, parallel line, because it was kind of set up over uh, as the woodpecker. So it has the, like, radio array that goes in a straight uh, rectangle. Right. But once you get within a certain distance from it, 
that starts to happen. You start to feel sick. You don't understand why you're feeling sick. Mm -hmm. You're feeling like shit, like you just got kicked in the balls. You're disoriented. Yeah. You're nauseous. You have a throbbing headache. It feels like you have the worst hangover of your life. The second you go back outside that range of distance, mm -hmm. it touches the subside pretty quickly. Yeah. But why? Even when they were going underground, when one of them rolled a navigations check, I let them know you're pretty much almost under the radio array right now. They don't understand why only when they were outside that they sh should have felt nauseous, but right here underground... Directly why, under. Why isn't it happening? Yeah. Like, they've been inside buildings, the phenomenon's going on everywhere else. One of the other huge things I painted was just the glowing of the lights. The more it glowed in and out the darker the light got and then the brighter it got when the buzzer came on why why is that happening and mm -hmm. like in what why is there correlation between the two yeah the closer you get to the anomaly the more this one phenomenon happens yes. the more you feel like you have just static attraction over your hairs on your arms mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like that neck hair raising thing if you see something spooky it's just like it's static electricity when you put your arm up to those old tube tvs yeah why why is that happening like they don't know um but that, that kind of goes to paint the picture and one of the things i did for that campaign is i put several of these phenomenons together i tried to get a correlation of things that that worked together, but even I didn't connect all the dots. I it was correlation without causation. Yes, there I have all because these... causation makes sense exactly. If and if I could make the logical jump, this is happening, and that's why this, this, and this is happening. The players can get into my mindset and figure out okay, this, this, and this. If X, then Y. Yeah, but if I if I'm not there, if I'm not making that jump. Then they can go ahead and say, if X, then Y, then Z. Yeah. Maybe. But that doesn't explain TUV. Mm -hmm. Like, for a lot of the actual backstory of it, I didn't really place many things together. I had all the set pieces there, but there was no cohesive story. The players all came up with their own theories on what happened, but each one of them is different. Because each one of them can connect the dots in a different way. That is ultimately the most terrifying to that individual mind. Yeah. I mean, I had a bunch of dead soldiers in a barracks. One of the players put together that those were the soldiers that they sent in first. Like You didn't say anything about that. I didn't. I put dead soldiers in a barracks. They were the ones that put that, like, started to put that together. Mm-hmm. Like... What, what the fuck like it, it feels weird because that's not how storytelling usually works the the writer has an idea of what's going on but see the way i interpret that like that was the garrison at that post yeah something had gone wrong because they had prolonged exposure as far as i understood that story they never found the first team that went in and honestly it feels like bad writing to me but that's the part of the draw of cosmic horror is 
and I think how I accomplished it was I had no idea half the story there, but I let the players try to figure it out. Mm. I put all the pieces, all the important parts there, but there were no dots to connect. Right. Because ultimately... You can connect them in any order you want. Yeah. Whatever is most terrifying to you. Which is, in its own sort of way, is ultimately whatever is the most comforting to you because whatever makes the most sense to you. Yeah. But then when they ask me, is this what happened? I'm not lying when I say, I don't know. They they think I'm just, like, hiding it from them. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. And that was honestly kind of the fun of watching them try to figure all of this out when even I didn't know. I The things were there because that's where they were. Right. I painted the picture. I set the scene. Because if they make sense to you, if they all are string, strung together, then you are kind of missing the point of cosmic horror. Yeah. You're missing rather missing the essence of cosmic horror. If, if a human can piece all these things together in a way that makes comprehensible sense and, and that is uh, followable through like a narrative example, and like also if it is comprehensible with the human mind, that's not cosmic horror. That's yeah. just that's just psychological horror, and that's fine. Yeah, but that's not cosmic horror. It has to be completely beyond human comprehension because it is just beyond us. And I mean, granted, I can make the small steps, like the officer in his admin building that shot himself. Okay, he shot himself probably because he went crazy, but why Why did he go crazy? Why did he end up killing himself? With a note that said, this has to stop. Yeah. Whereas with the other person they encountered, I mean, that guy was dead, the other person was alive, when they cut off the line of the radio or created, like maybe a radio shadow on him Mm -hmm. he convulsed and died started having a seizure and just foamed at the mouth and died Mm -hmm. okay if it's keeping him alive then why did why are people killing themselves why why do you get all these different varieties of things that are happening don't know Mm -hmm. ultimately for the entire story what what caused it all they don't know i I don't don't know. know they they they, one of them thinks that maybe the guy who was plugging it in created some sort of weird electrical wave. Electromagnetic. That, that fright. between dimensions and some Eldritch horror came through and manifested through radio all things put, and electronics. Yeah, all I put there was another effect of mm-hmm. what was going on, the phenomenon. Because all that doesn't go any to any length to explaining where their fucking shadows went. Yeah, or why when they left the vicinity of the base, even after they shut it off... Two of them disappeared. Those were the two that went into the room with the broadcaster, but why was the broadcaster station the loudest part? That's the part that you input, and then the radio should be the loudest part. Mm-hmm. What happened to their shadows? Why, why were the shadows of the workers still going on? Mm-hmm. None of that begins to make sense. It's just, it just is. It's, not, it just, it's not supposed to make sense. No. And that's... Again, kind of like the, that's the, that's the wrinkly bit yeah. with cosmic horror, is that you're going to want to make, when you're doing it for your tabletop role-playing adventure, you're, go, you're going to kind of try to, you're going to default to it making sense. Again, having a cohesive correlation, causation, correlation, causation. Nope. Yeah. It's it, something that takes a lot of, that's going to take a lot of work to pull off, and you might not hit it, hit the sweet spot or the right note the first go around, but keep at it. And once you hit that sweet spot, when you hit that the note just right, your players will love slash hate you. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the one thing I have to say and key tip is describe everything. Atmosphere and scene setting is key. You don't... Sensory. Sensory. So, again, you hit on all the senses. Um, In that, you know, with the sight, I hit them with the lights fading in and out. The smell. There were numerous dead bodies throughout, which I... of putrefaction. Which I spent a very long time describing. Like, it started to make people feel nauseous, like, Mm -hmm. from the description. Mm -hmm. Hearing, they constantly heard the radio. Whether or not you describe the sound in the campaign or you give them extra audio outside, I definitely recommend the latter, but both of them are great. Describe what your characters are hearing. Mm-hmm. Taste. Whether or not they can taste, you know, kind of a sulfury or metallic taste in the air. Or ozone. Yeah. That's, that's another big one. Mm-hmm. Balance or just how they feel do they feel like they can stand on their own two feet or do they feel a bit woozy do... a little bit of vertigo yeah or are they experiencing true level true <laughs> Lambs to the cosmic slaughter <laughs> the the mental clarity like you know that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you're just groggy yes yes i do that you can describe the level of mental clarity. Do they feel like they have more mental clarity when they're looking at something? You're supposed to have mental clarity when you wake up in the morning? Or I, I'm saying the lack of it is that feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, wait, you guys are having mental clarity when you wake up? When, when you drink your first caffeine of the day and you start to feel like your mental clarity coming back? You're supposed to only need one? <laughs> well, I mean, when you start to feel it at the beginning of the day. At the beginning? I'm usually like five cans in before it starts hitting me, man. Well, it starts to hit you eventually, though. You start to get mental clarity. But if you cut it off, you'd start to lose it. That's another feeling that... No, if I cut it off, I I gain a different kind of mental clarity, and that is I must get caffeine or... Or I'm going to make national... Or I'm going to make the local news... <laughs> You know, the... Not for anything violent. I'm just going to be... It's going to be one of those, sir, you're making a scene moments. Another one... Please put your shirt back on. Another one of the fun hearing things that people... Like, one of the things you can describe that generally kind of causes people's hair to raise is just the lack of sound, too. Yes. It's quiet except for this. Well, why, why are there no animals? Why are there no crickets, frogs, normal... No joke spookiest thing that ever happens whenever I go outside at night is when it's just dead quiet. No traffic, no crickets, no bugs, no nothing. Like, no wind. Just like, mm-hmm. Don't like this. That that vestigial reflex of your hair raising or what? The feeling of you're being watched. Yeah. You feel like eyes are peering into the back of your head. Though in my case, it might just be my neighbor like, oh, God, that big guy's out there at night again. <laughs> I should really start fucking with him by doing some, like, gardening at night. Just like, oh, God, the big guy's out there digging again. And and if you ever want additional reflexes and stuff, human body has a whole lot more than the six or whatever reflexes that they usually say. Another one senses? is... Senses? Sorry, senses, but... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. More than six senses. 
Another one is your ability to tell where your body parts are. If you close your eyes, you can kind of position where your hands are or your right. feet are. You, Whenever you close your eyes, you just can't feel anything else there. Right. Like, you can figure how to combine all these different senses to make it make a very tailored and specific phenomenon that's occurring to the characters. And you needn't even really go to, like, Eldritch God levels. You can go to the stuff that just straight up exists to in yeah. our current world. World's quite, in, uh, For sound, for example, like, yeah, it's kind of not okay when the world is quiet when I go outside, but, like, the world's quietest room, people can't spend more than 20 minutes there because it is fucking quiet like so quiet no echo no nothing <laughs> they can hear their own blood moving through their veins and it is super not okay apparently like they can't spend more than 20 minutes without just getting just <laughs> and one of the things i have to say is choose something mundane and make it weird not take the ordinary and make it weird radios radios are pretty mundane you can get music on them yes but the this wasn't a mundane radio like this is the opposite of mundane <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking shit that those characters had ever seen in their careers mm -hmm. shadows are mundane yeah they're generally with you all your life you really shouldn't lose them unless your name's peter fucking pan <laughs> um also you can take inspirations like the radio tower making them feel sick. I was reading accounts from like soldiers from the Afghan Iraqi and Afghan war who when they got too close to some military like radio broadcasting equipment, they would literally feel sick. It's like someone punched you in the balls, but when you walked away from it you felt fine. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck does that happen? Because it's witchcraft. As far as it's I'm heresy. Heresy. And, and you can take just several different things that you normally wouldn't pair together. And when you add them together, you get something unique, something terrifying. Yes. I And honestly, that was part of the fun for me, is choosing all these different things I can place together that are inherently in a vacuum mundane. Yeah. People die all the time. Some Grim though that is, it is... Ultimately, mundane. Mm -hmm. People go crazy. It happens. It's mundane. Radio waves. Literally everywhere. They are mundane. Electricity. Everywhere. Mundane. You throw all these things in a blend, and this is all in a vacuum. You throw all these things in the blender, jumble them up a little bit, and just add just a little bit of weird. And suddenly, it is super spooky and not okay. And I loved it. It was... It was a blast for me to just watch the characters and the players just try to piece together something that ultimately wasn't meant to be pieced together. Because ultimately they are creating something that is much more horrifying than I could even begin to create. And that's the power of the human mind. And why cosmic horror is amazing. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I think that's about all I got on it, though. Yeah, I'd I, say so. I feel like we're getting some pretty decent starting points and tips for pulling off cosmic horror on your tabletop settings and adventures properly. It'll take. It might take a few tries. You're not gonna hit it. Yeah. You're not gonna hit. You know, hit a slam dunk the first time. But when you do, people will love hit you. Yeah. I. I mean, I was really happy that I was able to pull it off. At least the players thought I did. And 
Jacob, I literally need like 20 minutes between that podcast and the one we did afterwards because I was like, what? I need answers, but there's none. Right. Like, I even need after, answers, but I'm also scared of them. Even after that podcast, I was like, we were talking outside. I was trying to piece together what happened, and I'm the one who wrote the campaign. I should know what's going on, but I don't. Dude, even if you're, you left for the day, instead of like, going to get some fresh air, and I just turned over to look, looked around and I was like, that was fucking awesome. I'm excited. And that's how you know when you've done Cosmic Horror, right? When people are just like, holy shit. And I'm excited. I want to do it again. I want to go two for two. Yeah, I'm just going to shut up and let you talk next time. <laughs> like, I won't, I won't try to joke over it unless something genuinely funny happens, in which case, you know, like, I don't know, check your deck cord. Check your wiring. Like, oh, there's not something spooky is fucking with the wiring. Like, did you check your work? I mean, that's how paranoid I got them, though, that they were convinced <laughs> something was fucking with their equipment, even though up until that point, they didn't really have a reason to believe it. Yeah. Like, they were convinced something was happening that wasn't there. And turns out, no, you just, you missed a step. Yeah. And I, th I think that little respite made them just double guess themselves again and mm -hmm. just like what the fuck is going on what's real what's fake what's real what's 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 this what's this Where's the ladder? uh but that's cosmic horror and definitely try it i completely recommend it extremely underrated thematic element and thematic setting for your tabletop role-playing adventures again probably best used for Del with delta green but again you can apply it to pretty much anything yeah. literally anything because that's the nature of Cosmic Horror. It fits in anywhere because it's beyond. It's it's the other. It is the unnameable. It is the unnameable. Yes. But um, I think that about does it. Yeah, I think it does. Dear Jill Bears, if you have experiences with Cosmic Horror thematic settings in tabletop role-playing adventures, or would like to chime in, weigh in, and maybe correct us if we were wrong about something, it's certainly bound to happen multiple times in the podcast. Head on over to our Facebook page, Shieldwall Productions, at Facebook.com. Or head on over to our Twitter at the official SWP. If you want to bring me something mundane that absolutely terrifies you, or just want to shoot the shit and talk, I'm more than happy to do that as well. Indeed, and wherever you're listening to us, you'll be iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever. Do not forget to subscribe if you're not subscribed already, and we shall catch you next time. Doodles! <laughs>